It's still the month of November, and this is uh, <laughs> dedicated to praying for all the de- our departed loved ones. Amen. And so Psalm 116, verse 15, the Bible says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, High Energy Blue Collar Catholic <laughs> Radio. And we are here to, to do some power preaching and power teaching today, Terry. And Jess, you got it, dude. We, we got some interesting things to talk about. You know, one of them is, what's this thing about the so-called transgender surgeries and forced sterilizations in the early 20th century and how it was connected to today? I think people are going to be fascinated by that. Also, Jess, we're not going to shy away from this. This is just a really sad moment in the church. Pope Francis is set to remove, and he says, Cardinal Burke is his enemy? Really? I think we got worse enemies than that. I mean, what? And we're going to talk about that. And the idea that taking away his, his life, you know, of where he could live and also his salary, I mean, if that's not vindictive, I don't know what is. I'm sorry, but it's, I call him as I see him, Jess. And then, of yep. course, Bishop Strickland, our, our America's bishop, we're going to talk about why he refused to cancel the Latin Mass, the, you know, why he felt that he couldn't do it as a shepherd. Very interesting. Also, that's, just, well, that's one of the things that got him in trouble. Yeah, one of the things, but half the bishops in America don't do it. And I'll just give you a teaser. The guy in New York said when they tried to get him to remove the Latin Mass, he said, hey, I'll be glad to when you can replace the money that comes in as donations. I got to pay. I got to run the diocese, man. He's a practical man. I thought that was kind of funny. Also, Jesse, <laughs> what I think is the most important thing is Americans, everybody in the whole world, we need to acknowledge Jesus Christ as King. As a matter of fact, Jess, at our parish, at the Anglican Ordinariate, at the end of Mass, we all recited an act of dedication of the human race to Jesus Christ. And I mean, it was, I have not done that ever at a parish. But they put out the paper and they said, everybody, get down on your knees. I was like, wow, this is awesome. So that's what we're yeah, going to talk that was, about. That was written by a that was written by a pope about a hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, it's right here. It's, I'm going to read. It, hopefully, yeah. get to that. Just just for your good to know file, I, this blows me away. Ninety three percent of the people living in Nigeria that are Catholic go to mass. And think about that. that's a good to know file. Why are they going to mass? They're persecuted. Think about Ireland before they were perse- when they were persecuted. All Irish people were going to mass. Once the persecution was removed. It, it, it ruined the faith of the people. So I just, there's, is there a connection? I think there is. Also, uh, Pope Francis is going to uh, cancel his trip that he was planning to go. Uh, and here's the kicker about it. Uh, he canceled it because, let's be honest, Jesse, he's only got one lung. And when you get an infection, that's life-threatening. So the doctors told him, dude, you need to stay home. So I pray that God's will be done. I just know that he's going to be 87 next month. And, and uh, oh, yeah, next month in December. And, uh, you know, nobody gets out alive. We all have to face it. And I would suspect that Pope Francis's health for the last couple of years has been declining. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, like all of us, Jesse, there's an expiration date on our birth certificate. So I, we pray for the Pope. And we pray that, and this is my prayer I pray, for him. I pray for his conversion. That's exactly I what I pray him. for. Yeah. And you know what? What normally happens when you start, when you suffer, and get back on your back. This is something that Bishop Sheen talks about. That's when you really see things clearly about your life. And it would be awesome to have him just reaffirm the creed or say, do something that, you know, that is so clear about the teachings of the church so that we can say, look, 
he set this record straight. This is what I believe. I, I don't believe, I believe that, you know, the uh, heaven, I believe in the four last things. I believe all the teachings of the Catholic faith. I just would like to hear that from him because the ambiguity that's come for 11 years, it, it's been tough on me and I don't like to have to complain, but you know what? People deserve the truth and we're supposed to be confirmed. He's supposed to confirm us in that faith. All right, Jess, that's my good to know, I need to know file. How about you? Well, that's uh, one thing is a good, the Lord is in charge of everything. And Absolutely. The, the Pope's health is failing. And so yeah. his, his trip to Dubai yeah. for this, uh, for this uh, climate conference, yeah. it was canceled because of his uh, health. Also, uh, New York Times reports that young Democrats don't like Biden. Virtually every poll shows a close race between Mr. Biden and Mr. Trump among young voters. New York Times chief political analyst stated, he says, in our polling, the problem for Mr. Biden isn't too few young Democrats. It's that many young Democrats don't like him. Yep. Well, also protesters fires firebombing pro-life center in Rome. A European pro-life center declared feminism the great enemy of women following an attack on its headquarters. Protesters turned violent during a demonstration for the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women in Rome on Sunday, throwing Molotov cocktails at the headquarters of the pro-life group Provita and Familia. Also, Google hides, uh, Google hides D.C. pro-life clinic. Google Maps removed directions to a Washington, D.C. pro-life pregnancy center and instead offered searchers options that included a local Planned Parenthood. After the Daily Signal contacted Google about the move to, ho to hide the Capitol Hill Crisis Pregnancy Center, the location <laughs> again became available on Google Maps. You can't make this stuff and, and up. And Jesse, you can't. Can I just throw one, two more things in? One, Babe Ruth. Everybody knows the great yeah. Babe Ruth baseball player. I love this evangelization story. When he was in the hospital dying, in the hospital, a seventh grader sent the babe a miraculous medal and said, hey, put this on you, babe. It'll be good for you. And he died wearing that miraculous medal. Now, I'm not going to say he was a model Catholic, but you know what I love about this, Jess? That the young people had the zeal to try and reach out to the babe. And one more thing, in Michigan, in an area where there's lots of... of um, uh, Muslims. Muslims, I'm going to call them Muslims. They uh, broke into a tree lighting contest with uh, Christmas lights and said, no, you can't do this until uh, we get uh, everything going back in the Middle East. Where you, you Christians are ruining it all. And uh, unfortunately, they ran into some little kids that were singing Christmas carols, and they threatened them. And, you know, this isn't right. And I'll just say it right now on the air, Jesse. Those kind of people that come in and try and shove this down our throat, I, I say they shouldn't be here. I say go back to your country that you have, uh, you know, Islam. Go there if that's what you want. But don't shove it down our throat, and don't stop us for our religious freedom. Because I know in a Muslim country, uh, you can't do anything other than would be a Muslim. So I just wanted to say that this is happening right in our backyard now. Yeah. Well, the new president from the Netherlands, mm -hmm. uh, he's going to he's going to clean out Sharia law. I heard he's like another Trump. Yeah. He's yeah. he's he's Trump 2.0. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, uh, Islam will not be practiced in the Netherlands. There will be no no go zones. There's not going to be any any Muslim neighborhoods. Wow. There's not going to be any uh, Sharia law implementation. And and hopefully that'll be the standard that'll start happening from one country to another. Incredible. Also, another thing that's important 
the NYPD officers are quitting en masse. And why is that, Jess? Well, because the whole defund the police program, the whole you got to take the you got to take the poke. Uh, all these have tendered resignations. And uh, this year they've broken records in how many cops have left the NYPD. Wow. 2,516 NYPD cops have left this year alone so far. Jesse, aren't you guys, uh, that's 2,000. Isn't the L.A. Sheriff's Department the biggest police department in the United States? No, NYPD is. They're, so they're bigger. I did not yeah, realize NY, that. NYPD is the biggest department so when in you, the U.S. When you say 2,000, that's like maybe 15% of the force? Yeah, because they're about 40,000. They're the largest. Oh my, that, so 2,500, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say that's 10%. about that's 12%. about 10 yeah. percent. That's about 12 percent of yeah. the force. That's right. Also, local bishop denounced the St. Mary's trans policy. Bishop Kevin Rhodes confronted this is Catholic important, College over its recent decision to accept transgender applicants. He said, I urge the board of trustees of St. Mary's College to correct its admission policy in fidelity to the Catholic identity and mission. It is charged to protect. Good for you, and, Bishop and Jesse, Kevin Rhodes. Some people need to be excommunicated. Exactly. And that school justified doing it because of what they understand Pope Francis saying about transgenderism. This is the example of, and you can call me and say, Terry, he didn't say it. Really? Well, actions speak louder than words, dude. Uh, the Holy Father meets all these people who are transgender. He doesn't call them out to say, repent and believe in the gospel. So what's the message to them? Everything's fine. So why not have them at our schools? And I guarantee you, Jesse, Notre Dame's next. Yeah, the a whole bus load of transgenders went to go have lunch with Pope Francis. And these are all men that think they're women. Yeah, he called and, them by uh, their women's. I mean, they, come on. And, and yeah, he was calling them by their pronouns. Yeah. Uh, and so the problem is, Terry, he didn't call them to repentance or conversion. And so what you say, yeah. maybe, you know, when, when, when the camera's on you and what you do have to be consistent because the world is saying, look at yeah. what he's doing. Justifies. He's, 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 it, it, it justifies yeah. our oh, yeah. allowing transgenders being admitted into our Catholic college because, heck, <coughs> the Pope didn't call them to repentance. He had yeah. lunch with, with, a, with a busload of them right. and he was just cavorting with them and, and having a good time with them. Didn't call anybody to repent and do the act of contrition and I'll hear your confession. And so people are saying what he says and what he does are two different things. So people are following what he, what he, what he yeah. does. My father told me talk is cheap. The supply exceeds the demand. We need action. We need to what the gospel first said. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesse, I can't believe it. We're going to get to the gospel when we come back because you and I had too many uh, what we call yeah. need to know files. But they're all important. And we need to be praying for Holy Mother of the Church because... We are in a bit of a crisis. What did Cardinal Seurat say, Jesse, about the the uh, hierarchy? It's a crisis of the of magisterium. magisterium. I've never heard that phrase before. No, and we are now. We've on. entered the crisis of the magisterium. Yeah, that phrase has never been used. But there's a lot of people out there, Terry, that uh, you know, good Catholics, but they're Pope splainers. Yeah, they're like. Nothing to see here, Terry. Just yeah. nothing to see here. Reality, come on. Move on, move Put on. Eyes on. Put your glasses on. Stay with us, family. We're going to be right back. We'll move on to our next topic. Hey, we're too blessed to be stressed, Jess and I. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd be billionaires, folks. Stay with us. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're back. Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Jess, it's a good note for people. I just got an email from a secular radio station saying, hey, 
Would you guys allow us to play the Bishop Strickland Hour? <laughs> I wow. Just, I thought that was great. So I'll be meeting at 2 o'clock today with those folks. But it's amazing. Jess, let's get to that soul food, unless you got any other good to know. That's it. Okay. If, you, if, if you want to know the times that we're living in right now, here it is. In the, yeah, go ahead. Today's Gospel, Luke <laughs> chapter 21, verse 12 to 19. This is exactly the times we're living in right now. Yeah. It says, Jesus said to the crowd, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons. And then, and they will have led you before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a, give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair on your head will be destroyed by your perseverance. You will secure your lives. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The context of this is that this was the persecution of, of, of Catholic Christians mm. by Jews. Okay, that's the context. It was a Jewish persecution against Catholics at the time Christ was writing this, specifically the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, the persecution is not Jewish. The persecution is communist. Mm -hmm. And the persecution is Islamic. Exactly. So now we have, so 2,000 years ago when our blessed Lord said these words, he was warning the early Catholic Christians about the, the Jewish persecution under the Sanhedrin, under the Pharisees and Sadducees in collusion with the Roman overlords to do their bidding. Now we have, again, a religion and a, and a government wedded to destroy Christianity again. 2,000 years ago, it was Judaism and, and it was the Roman Empire. Today, it's Islam and communism. Yeah. These are the two, this is the religion and now the governmental system communism that's being used to persecute Christianity right now. And I'll tell you who's the living embodiment of this of today's gospel. Look no further than Mark Houck, for example. Yeah, good example. All right, let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Well, full Sheen ahead without the whistle. All right, Jess, this is something that you have talked about for years about. Uh, we worked with, you know, people who had alcoholism. And Bishop Sheen said, no cure for alcoholism will ever be perfect without the introduction of love. Alcoholism cannot be driven out. It must be crowded out. And I know I've heard you talk about this, Jess, about, yeah, you got to have your love for God in your life to be able to say no to yourself when you have uh, an addiction to not just alcohol, but drugs too. It's the same principle. Am I onto something, Jess? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, Blaise Pascal said that uh, everybody, you know, in life, yeah. you know, th there's an empty void in the human heart and people search and try to fill that yeah. empty void with all kinds of isms, all kinds of worldly things. But the only thing that could empty that human heart is Christ yeah. and his love, nothing else. And uh, we call that interior conversion. And some yeah. people, uh, some people get there uh, sooner than others. 
Well said. Let's move on to our first topic, Jesse, regarding... There's there's that whistle. The train's running late today. All right. Jesse, let's talk about this connection between so-called transgender surgeries and forced sterilization in the early 20th century. I find this fascinating. Yeah. um, One of the unknown connections between the so-called transgender surgery and forced sterilizations in the early 20th century American history is the targeting of children with mental health yep. problems. Mm. Mm-hmm. Many people are now familiar with Miss Chloe Cole. Chloe Cole. Uh, she's a young woman born in 2004 who went on puberty blockers at the age of 13. She had a double mastectomy at age 15. Wow. She's now suing Kaiser Permanente of California. The beginning of the lawsuit filed read thus, quote, this case is about a team of doctors that is the defendants, who decided to perform a mutilating mimicry sex change experiment on Chloe, then a 13-year-old vulnerable girl struggling with complex mental health comorbidities who needed love, care, attention, and regular weekly psychotherapy, not cross-sex hormones (laughs) and mutilating surgery. Amen. Notice again that a young woman with a complex mental health found a surgeon in California when she was 15 to do a double mastectomy on her with no issues of cancer, or any other medical need for surgery. Why would American surgeons be targeting mentally ill teens for sterilizing surgeries? Here it comes. The answer is found in American history. Yep. An Arizona State University law site explains the unusual case of a 21-year-old woman who became pregnant out of wedlock and also the center of the 1927 Supreme Court decision, Buck v. Bell, on forced sterilizations. Here's what the court said. Quote, yes. On, 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 on the 2nd of May, 1927, in an 8-to-1 decision, the U.S. Supreme Court ordered that Carrie Buck, whom it called a feeble-minded daughter of a feeble-minded mother, and herself the mother of a feeble-minded child, be sterilized under the 1924 Virginia Eugenical Sterilization Act. Wow. The Supreme Court ruled that the principle of compulsory vaccination, compulsory <laughs> vaccination, validated under Jacobson versus Massachusetts was broad enough to allow for a woman's fallopian tubes to be cut, close quote. So ultimately, Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes stated for the Supreme Court, said, quote, instead of waiting to execute degenerate offspring for crime or to let them starve for their imbecility, society can prevent those who are manifestly unfit from continuing their kind. Three gen- this, The justice said, Three generations of imbeciles are enough. <laughs> Tie that to abortion yeah. too, man. You don't have a right. We don't. <laughs> so if you're wondering, Terry, why right now the the big tech and the medical community, yeah. where they get this whole eugenics, you know, reduce the population uh, and and just you know uh, thin out thin out the herd mentality. Yeah, it, it, this goes a lot. It goes even back to the Supreme Court. Yeah, and you know, Jesse, even the the uh, the um, Nazis learned a lot from us Americans on this topic when they started messing with that in the 1930s, when they started taking, you know, the less desirable, and they would do experiments on them. We did the same thing in America. It's really um, disheartening to even read some of the history that we had, uh, but you got to know the history to know where we're at today. So this article is very good on that. Well, Terry, it's it's uh, this is what happens. A society without God. Oh, yeah, there you there, go. There, there's you no bounds. It. You nailed there's, it. Yeah, it, 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 when when God is removed from the picture, goes. 
anything. <laughs> it's Terry. It's a free for all. It is. It's it's like have you seen these your college kids that throw pies at each other in yeah. in in, 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 yep. in yeah in the like in the mess hall where yeah. they're eating. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly where we're at right now, Terry. No order. Free, yeah, yeah. So it says. It was later proven that the East Coast Carrie Buck in the 1920s was actually very smart. Her so-called imbecility turned out to be a false pretext for her forced sterilization. Wow. The real reason her foster parents sought forced sterilization is explained on the U.S. government national archives. It says, the supposed imbecile in question was Carrie Buck, by then a 21-year-old woman from Charlottesville, Virginia. At the age of 17, Carrie Buck became pregnant which was later reported to have been the assault, the result of rape, allegedly by a relative of her foster parents. Leftists always accuse others of the very thing they caused, Terry. Exactly. You know? It's nothing today. Same thing today, Jess. Yeah. So also, the West Coast Chloe Cole, in the 2020s, who's 19 years old at, at the publication of this article, is extremely smart. When she was on Jordan Peterson's show, she used words in her active vocabulary that Father Nix writes, I didn't even have in my passive vocabulary by age 19. <laughs> but she had started receiving sterilizing chemicals at age 13 when she had not fully developed mentally. Keep in mind that the lawsuit linked above, again, states Chloe Cole, was a 13-year-old vulnerable girl struggling with complex mental health comorbidities when California physicians started taking insurance money to mutilate her reproductive organs first chemically and later surgically. Of course, follow the money. The commonality here is that the bloodthirsty Americans in both the 1920s and the, and the 2020s wanted to sexually mutilate children they both thought were mentally handicapped. Yep. It's the exact same thing that the Nazis did to their own populations. True. So the next time someone tells you they stand for trans rights, remind them that they're advocating for the same destruction of God's most vulnerable children as the Nazis did. In fact... The Nazis learned a lot from American eugenics. Right. After all, it was a Supreme Court justice who coined the term, quote, three generations of imbeciles are enough, close quote. So, uh, uh, Terry, by the way, Chloe Cole. Yeah. Oh, she's she had, the place, Yeah, she had the, the honor yeah. of having Bishop Joseph Strickland yep. pray for her and lay hands over her head and pray for her. You were there for that. I, no, I wasn't there. Was, this was in Ohio. Okay. Right. I, I, I was, I was, was at there? A, John was there. John Yep was there. I was over in yep, Baltimore yep. at another event yeah. uh, with, uh, with the U.S. bishops. But, uh, it, but uh, John Yep told me that tears were coming down her eyes. She was so t- She's not even Catholic, by the way. Wow. She's, she's, she, and, and, she, and the bishop gave, blessed the rosary and gave it to her. And she prayed the rosary alongside the Bishop uh, Strickland on the stage. That's Catholic, dude. That's coming. <laughs> yeah. Keep praying, yeah. folks. Keep praying for her. Yeah. You know, Jesse, it's amazing what the rosary can do. Jordan Peterson's wife, you know, she's now uh, becoming Catholic because of someone praying the rosary with her in the hospital. Uh, the rosary is the key to evangelization, so it's amazing. Hey, Jess, when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to talk about Pope Francis uh, is set to remove, what he again, he says, enemy Cardinal Burke, his enemy? flat what? Yeah, and what? salary. I mean... I mean, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I might disagree with somebody, okay, over something, but um, an enemy. You know who does what? that kind of stuff? Someone like a politician, like um, uh, who's the politician in uh, in Argentina? Uh, Perón, the Perón dynasty. He would do something. You know what he used to say, Jesse? For my friends, everything. For my enemies, nothing. 
And who lived in wow. Argentina at that time? Pope All Francis. his life. All his Ver life. I believe, I believe Pope Francis is just implementing what he saw in the politics when he grew up there in Argentina because it's pretty obvious. I don't see it the way he sees it, that Cardinal Burke is his enemy. I think Cardinal Burke is his friend because friends tell them the truth. Friends don't let people live uh, lies. And what yeah, I mean by that? Mother, Mother Angelica said, uh, if, uh, a friend tells you the truth, uh, somebody who's not a friend tells you what you want to hear. Yes, and see, that's what Cardinal Burke, that's what Bishop Strickland, but you know what's interesting? All these guys have something in common. They get canceled for telling the truth. But you know what, Jesse? Our Lord also objectively was canceled by his death by the man right. by, by human yeah. standards so he's got so i mean john the baptist was same canceled. thing St. paul was canceled canceled so i think they're a good company hey let's stay with this yeah. family we'll talk about that and much more here on the terry and jesse show on virgin most powerful radio stay with us uh, we are just excited to share the gospel with you and thank you for your time and pass these shows on to your friends we'll be right amen Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess, you know, I think of our Holy Father, and he's very tolerant towards people who are not living the gospel. Like, for example, people who are committing adultery, fornication, um, people who are living same-sex unions. I mean, he welcomes them. But uh, I just don't get it because the tolerance he has for people like Cardinal Zen in China, wanting to tell him about what's really going on in China and how this deal that you've cut with the Ch uh, Chinese government is bad for the faithful. Can't talk to him. Cardinal Burke, same thing. Fires him in 2013. One of the first things he did is got rid of... This is the guy who ran what we call the canon law. In other words, he was a legislator. He was the final say with canon law. And the Holy Father said, I don't have time for you. And now, years <laughs> later... He's coming out. He's announced that his intention to evict the Cardinal Burke from his lodgings in Rome and declare the prelate his enemy. Now, Jesse, tradition is always that retired cardinals stay there until they die. So this is an extraordinary case. And I'm just asking the question, man, what, what, what sin did this guy commit? Telling you the truth about what's going on? I mean, come on. Yeah, but, but you have the Pope's splainers out there. And uh, that that word Pope Splainer comes from I Love Lucy. Remember Ricky Ricardo? Yes. Remember the, the Cuban guy? Yeah. He used to always say, yeah. "Lucy, Lucy, I need to explain something yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. Lucy, I need to explain that, something yeah, to good. you." Did a good job on that, Jess. <laughs> Funny. Well, that we Terry, we have a lot of those in the Catholic we Church do. right now. I always explaining everything. You, and what, what they tell you is like they're telling you this. Jess Terry, you're missing it. Don't listen to what you're hearing. Yeah. Don't listen to what you're hearing. Don't listen to what you see, no, no. Pachamama. Don't listen. No. Don't 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 pay attention to your eyeballs. Don't pay attention to your audible senses. Listen to me. You're too stupid to understand, Terry and Jesse, what the Pope really said. You need to listen to me because I have a PhD. Yeah. I have advanced degrees. And so I'm going to explain to you what he really meant to say because you don't Beyond. understand, Terry, because you guys are, you and Jess are just too simple. You're blue collar guys. Yeah. You don't understand what I'll the Pope I'll take that says. as a compliment. Yeah. Let me explain that to you. Terry, that's what's going on in our church exactly, right now. Exactly, Jesse. And that's why, that's why common sense ain't that common right now. 
No, it isn't. Yeah. Come on, Jesse, open your eyes. Actions speak louder than words. Earlier in the first segment, we saw this happen where the Holy Father is meeting with all these transgender people, but he won't meet with anybody like Cardinal, uh, Cardinal Burke uh, with the dubia. He, he seems to be like uh, very selective on who he, uh, well, I used the term, I think I used the term, a tolerant, who he's tolerant with. He's not tolerant with conservative Catholics. It seems like people like us make him uncomfortable to a point where he's condemning us. I, I, I get that. I see that for the last 11 years. But you know what? I pray for him. I'm not mad at him. I want to see this man get to heaven. I want to see him confirming my faith, man, because he is the vigor of Christ. He is not the superior of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him what we, Richard said. Yeah. Oh, we are engineers. The peanut gallery says he yeah. not only condemns, he gets rid of you. Yeah. That, that was the voice in my earphones right now, Terry. Yeah, I know. We got to tell it because you know what, Jess? <laughs> we're we're blue collar Catholics. We don't, we, we just, you know, we, we call him as we see him. We love the Lord, just like Bishop Strickland right now. I see him as a very simple bishop who says, I'm a shepherd, I've got to protect my flock. And whatever I have to do to, pre- I have to lay my life down. So be it. I'm I'm supposed to be what Jesus Christ did, you know, uh, on the cross. So if I get crucified for my flock, he says, I do, I'm just doing my job. Yeah, Terry. And I'll tell you something that really pains me with when, me. The, when when the Pope said, and it's do, it's documented here from the NDC's yeah. Vatican source. Yeah. He said, Cardinal Burke is my enemy. What? So so I'm taking away his flat. That means his apartment and salary. Yeah. Um, Terry, I, I mean, I, you know, I could see a, I could see a Pope saying Hitler's my enemy. Yeah. I could see a Pope saying Stalin's my enemy. Yeah. I could see a Pope saying, you know, Saddam Hussein's my enemy, but a Cardinal, somebody who's one of your advisors, because that's what Cardinals are. They're, yeah. they're advisors to the Pope. And, but, and Cardinal Burke has said it clearly, Terry, he's, he said that the Synod is part of a revolution to radically change the church. It's because, and, and. It's because of statements like that that are truthful. Yeah, that uh, has caused the Pope to to take away his salary but, but, and his apartment, and he's also uh, Cardinal Burke has also responded to the dubia criticism, and he and he warns again that the Synod aims to change not only the church's the the church the doctrines of the church, but also the structure of the church. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Jesse, let me give you an example of what true humility is, okay? And the Holy Father is supposed to be that servant. Bishop Strickland on the radio told me, Terry, if I ever say something that's not in concordance with the magisterial teachings of the church, the catechism of the church, don't wait for the commercial to to call me out. Call me out right on the air so I can say, okay, I'm wrong, I'll correct myself. See, the Holy Father, in my humble opinion, has these advisors but what kind of humility do you have when your advisor tells you, hey, Holy Father, with all due respect, this is misleading. Can you, can you say it this way? Because you're going to mislead the flock, and I don't want to see that, and I'm sure you don't want to see it. And what does he say? Get out of here. You're fired. That, that's that's right. not humility. That's pride. Right. Yes. Sorry, I call him as I see him. Terry, we've never seen something like this before. I mean, we're talking about good, solid, orthodox successors of the apostles. Yeah. That that are asking Truthful. the Holy Father and pointing things out that he's doing wrong. Yeah. Who are these people? Cardinal Burke, Cardinal Branmuller, rest in peace. Bishop Cardinal Kafara, yeah, rest in peace. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Cardinal Meisner. Yeah. 
Cardinal Pell, rest in peace. Yep. Cardinal Seurat, Cardinal Mueller, Cardinal Zen. That's right. Cardinal Jacobus from the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. Archbishop Vigano. Yep. Bishop Strickland. Yep. Uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder. Yep. Heck, Terry, even Bishop Barron is now criticizing well, the Synod and Synod. Can is, you be go to his website. It's all there. I read the whole article. He's saying it, basically what we're saying in probably a more diplomatic way. Because you know what, Jess? Here's the challenge what we have. We're, we're on the street, okay? Yeah. We don't beat around the bush. We say things as quickly. You know, we try to be charitable, obviously. You to, right. But you know yes. what, dude? It's the truth. And so Bishop Barron is right on with us on this. He's saying that that whole aspect of the, the summary of, the, of that Senate on Synodality saying that we welcome all these people, he said, what happened to the point about repent and believe in the gospel? He said that. And he also said this, a sign of a, a corrupt church is when a church isn't precise about what it teaches. So I think that's right now. We have a lot of corruption. Not only I want to get to the bottom of the McCarrick case, Still, with the Holy Father, he has the power to open up that case. Strickland, five years ago, asked right in front of the bishops' conference that we have a right to get to the bottom of this, and we never did. You know why, Jesse? I'm going to say it what Strickland said, because men in that room five years ago <clears throat> knew exactly what Strickland, what uh, McCarrick was doing, and they did nothing. And if it comes out, they're going to lose their job. And I'm, I'm saying, as a layman, so what? If you were part of that problem, of, of McCarrick's problem, then you need to loot, uh, need to be fired. And I don't think the church has reconciled that yet. And I think someone will, maybe another pope, because it doesn't appear that this pope is going to let us know what really went on with the no. McCarrick issue. That's my take, Jess. Yeah. You also got Father Jill Murray, Canada oh, from New York. Oh, a friend of ours. Yes. Very outspoken. You also have hundreds, hundreds of lay Catholic theologians that have signed, Terry, on the oh, yeah. Internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I signed it. You signed oh, it. Yeah. We've signed... Uh, yeah, it was uh, basically a, a, a petition asking yeah. the Holy Father uh, to bring us back to Catholic norms and principles. Exactly. Also, Terry, Tell Bishop me. Strickland, yep. he says that his refusal to cancel the Latin Mass in his area was one of the reasons that he was removed from the Diocese of Tyler. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he, says, he says in an open letter, Bishop Strickland spoke about his removal, and he urged Catholics to stand resolutely at the cross while the church undergoes her passion. If you want to know what the time that we're living in right now, pick up your catechism, paragraph 675 of the catechism. Right. It tells us that we're, the church is going through its passion right now. So church, hunker down, grab your rosaries, live in a state of grace. Do not be afraid. We're on the boat. Jesus is not asleep. He's got one eye open. He's got this under control. I know it looks like there's a storm out there, but Jesus Christ is in control. We've got to trust him. We've got to be prayerful. That's right. We've got to be penitential. We've got to be sacramental. We've got to faithful, and we've got to stay on the boat. Let Jesus Christ drive out the bad people from the boat. It's not my job to drive out the bad people. It's our Lord's job. I'm called to stay in the boat, fight the good fight of faith, and plug the holes from all the water that's coming in. Plug those holes. The, the boat is taking in water. Let's plug those holes and bail out the water, church. I love it. And Jesse, how do we do that? Reparation. Yeah, there you go. think about it, folks. What's going on in churches? I mean, guys that are, are, are cardinals are saying, oh, the church is all wrong about homosexuality. He's the guy that ran the Senate on Senodality, and he said that publicly. Now, that guy isn't going to get fired for that. Okay. Now, there's a guy down in Argentina who's a, who's a bishop. You can write it right, it's right on Life Site News. 
And now he's being called in in December. They're going to do an investigation on him. Why? Because he's associated, not supporting senatality. <laughs> okay, are you kidding? This is like a witch hunt, Jess. And you know what? It's you know what? it's obvious. Terry, there's a movie called The Purge. It came out That's a few right. years ago. Right. Young people really loved it. Yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. The cat. We're going. Pope Francis is it has enacted a purge on good Catholic prelates. Yes, you got to get rid of them. But you know what, Jesse? You and I, we're lay people. We don't have any faculties for them to take us away. No. We're going to continue to preach Christ and Him crucified, what we call the perennial teachings of the Church, the deposit of faith. And if people get mad because we're calling the Holy Father our Cardinal or Bishop and saying, who are you? You can't judge that. We're not, what we're doing is we're trying to help someone see the truth of the gospel, whether it's the Pope, a Cardinal, a Bishop, a priest, a layperson. If we can't call people to the truth, then what's the point of the faith, Jesse? Terry, you you get com you get phone calls and I do and I do. By, and emails from from priests. Oh, yeah. They tell me, oh, yeah. don't stop what exactly. you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Don't please you and Terry, Virgin Most Powerful. You guys can do this without any repercussions. Please don't stop. We've got your back. We're praying for you. We're supporting you. We're telling our parishioners to tune into you guys. <laughs> so, uh, Terry, I'm telling you, the priests that I speak to around the country, and yeah. I, you know, I travel a lot. Sure. Uh, traveling again this weekend in Northern California, yeah. uh, they tell me the same thing. Yeah, Don't right. stop what you're doing because we're, we're, we're listening and we've got your back. Stay with us, family. We're going to come right back here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We'll be right back. Quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Yes, we are talking, uh, the, finished the conversation about Bishop Strickland's refusal to cancel the Latin Mass is one of the reasons. Here's the interesting thing. He just said this to us, that this letter that the nuncio was reading from, do you think that the person you're accusing should have a copy of that letter? <laughs> I mean, what is this? Is this communism? No, you can't take this letter. Can I get a copy of that? No. Wow. See, that, to me, Jesse, it's unjust. And, and the scandal is that we've got prelates doing this and saying, yeah, you, you, you know, that's one of the reasons you didn't implement this. And then you think about it, more than half the parish, the diocese, I think there's 87 dioceses in the United States, haven't done it. And I, I'll just say, card, the cardinal in New York said, I, I can't do that because these people give... The donation money that we rely on to run our diocese, a lot of it comes from the traditional Latin masses. So I'd be foolish to cut those out. And he's a practical man. But, Jesse, the very fact that they wouldn't give him a, that paper that they accused him, he's got nothing in writing. Everything is verbal. And that's not right. Uh, you what do just you say? You just took my breath away with what you said, Terry, because True. Th this is... This is what's called, this is like organized crime mafia yes, corruption. Yes, exactly. No, you're not going to give a paper. No paper trail? You're not going to, you're not going to paper trail from me. I'm going to take your wife. I'm going to kill your kids. Uh, can I have all that in writing? No, I'm not going to put it in writing what I'm going to do to you. Yeah. This is, this is organized mafia, cartel, terrorist corruption. And this, God help us. God help us. Well, Terry, let's, let's move you into are, the final topic, yep. which is the, uh, it's really the essence of why I'm a Catholic and you're a Catholic. Yep. And, and this is what makes 
This is what makes life worth living, right, literally. Exactly, brother. And it's the it's it's the fact that Jesus Christ is a king. Amen. The King of Kings, king of the kings. Lord of Lords. Lord, yep. He's coming back in a white horse with a mm -hmm. crown on his head, uh, with an army of, of 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 horses and saints and angels around him to yeah. judge the living and the dead. If you want to read a description, go to Revelation chapter nineteen, yeah. verse eleven to sixteen, and you'll see how the world is going to end. Americans must acknowledge Christ as their king. That's the problem right now in America is that yep. too many Americans have, have put Jesus Christ in the sidelines instead of the center. That's right. If Christ is no longer king, then the only measure of good and evil is power. Yep. As the old expression puts it, might makes right. We ended our liturgical cycle in the Novus Ordo Mass with the Feast Day of Christ the King in the, in the traditional Latin calendar. It was about four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But in this era of diversity, equity, and inclusion, <laughs> the idea of celebrating anything royal can seem quaint at best and certainly undemocratic. Yeah. The, you know, the only king who generates any interest in the USA these days is the recently installed King Charles III of England, and that largely due to the fuss caused by the prodigal son, Harry, and his prickly wife, Meghan Merkel. Mm -hmm. But from this American perspective, Charles seems less kingly than simply worn out than simply worn out from waiting to succeed his long reigning mother, Queen Elizabeth. Why does the church deem it necessary to celebrate Christ's king, kingly aspect? Jesus himself emphasized that his kingdom was not of this world. The Feast of Christ the King, more properly designated as the Solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, was added to the liturgical calendar in 1925 by Pope Pius XI. Yeah, at a, at a really important time, Jesse. Tell, tell us why you think that was done. What was happening at that moment? Well, I, I know uh, across the pond over in a place called Mexico, exactly. they were having the Cristero Revolution, the Cristero Wars yep. uh, at the time when uh, Mexico wanted to install communism as king of Mexico and yep. socialism. And, and Pope Pius XII responded with this mm -hmm. to, uh, uh, to, to that incident and many others that were happening around the world. We had just finished World War I. Yes. Pope Pius XI observed the world becoming increasingly secularized. And worse than it is now. Communism had taken over Russia. Yep. World War I had toppled most of the, of the ruling Christian dynasties of Europe. Yep. Christianity itself as a comprehensive system of thought was losing in influence in intellectual circles as well as in considerations of pressing political issues then under discussion. Mm. Materialism was the dominant philosophical outlook. So why did the Pope see this as a problem in need of attention? In many ways, the church was thriving at the time. People were going to mass in huge numbers. Catholic schools were filled. The priesthood and religious orders were bulging. Surely it was possible to live a good Christian life even amid this growing materialist secularism. What Pius understood was that when God is pushed aside, that is when biblical principles and Christian virtue cease to be recognized moral standards by which the ideas are evaluated and actions are judged, then human beings become unleashed to do pretty much whatever they want. In other words, if Christ is no longer king, then the only measure of good and evil is power, as the old expression says, might makes right. This would become glaringly obvious in atheistic Soviet Union where everything depended on the collective will of the Communist Party and the Nazis in Germany yeah. and the fascists in Italy 
would follow similar paths. All, all of them rejected Christ as king. And the combined result is what? Moral collapse, worldwide catastrophe, wars, and the resulting death of millions. Terry? Yeah, there's nothing new in this, of course. The human longing for ultimate control goes all the way back to Adam and Eve or the Tower of Babel. From the beginning, mankind has sought to seize divine power and to be gods, especially today with technology. Mm -hmm. Today, it's a downright fashionable. You can see it in those agnostic types of those who think of themselves as being above religious superstition, and also politicians who are trying to maintain a veneer of faith. You know, this is, Jesse, I want to give an example of what we're just seeing. Look at Ireland. Ireland was very Catholic. As soon as the persecution and uh, they got freedom to do whatever they wanted to do, the faith was lost. And so this is why I'm convinced, Jesse, that in America we might need a good, toast, a good taste of persecution for our faith because then we will find our faith as being important. Because right now, uh, who's influencing who? The world influences the Catholic Church more than the Catholic Church influences the world. Let's continue about this, Jesse. Go on. Yes, it's uh, evident. It's uh, this is a remarkable. Oh yeah, this it was evident in this year's yeah. White House Thanksgiving proclamation. That's right. That's right. This was a truly remarkable statement, which Biden Can you remembered imagine? the he remembered the native when Pontic people who came to the aid of the pilgrims, thus making the first Thanksgiving feast possible. He also urged Biden that we should appreciate those day, those those today who give of themselves generously to help others. Everyone from teachers to union workers to public servants and other key groups, especially those considered Democrat Where's constituencies. Where's God in this? I'm sorry, did I miss <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah. First of all, his invocations of gratitude, however, our <clears throat> Catholic president made absolutely no mention of, of God yeah. to whom we should really be thankful to. None. The decline of Christian influence is startlingly evident when Biden's pronouncement is compared to George Washington's call for a national day of giving thanks. Here's what Washington said in 1789 compared to what Biden said. Washington said, quote, the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor, close quote. Thus, Washington recommended establishing, quote, a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, uh, close yeah. quote. The contrast between Washington and Biden couldn't be clear. That's right. There's a meme circulating on social media in which God declares, quote, I love atheists because they choose to be good, not out of fear of hell, but because it's the right thing to do. Oh, close that's quote. interesting. Yeah. This little graphic is a great stroke to the egos of non-believers in, in that it attributes virtue entirely to human choice, but it expresses a grave error. When moral judgments depend entirely on our own intellect, our own preferences, our own will, we might decide that anything is right. And history has shown us that following this path puts us in danger of losing our freedom, of losing our lives, and eventually of losing our souls. Rather, we are called upon to comply with what is truly right, Amen. transcendentally right, yes. eternally right, aside from our own opinion of the matter. We must do the will of God, and the will of God is this. Jesus Christ must be king. There is no other option. Wow, what a great article. You can get that on our show page, or either jesseromero.com or vmpr.org. You can get that. Jesse, the, the bottom line is, as 
like I said, this is something we read at church on Christ the King. It says, I'll just read it if I got a minute here. Most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, look down upon us humbly, prostrate before thee. Remember, full church doing this. We are thine, and thine we wish to be. But to be more surely united with thee, behold, each one of us freely consecrates himself today to the most sacred heart. Many indeed have never known thee. Many too despising the precepts have been rejected thee. Have mercy on them all. Most merciful Jesus, draw them to the sacred heart. Be king, O Lord, not only of the faithful who have never forsaken thee, but also the prodigal children who have abandoned thee. Grant that they may quickly return to the Father's house, lest they die of wretchedness and hunger. Be king of those who are deceived by erroneous opinions or whom discord keeps aloft, and call them back to the harbor of truth, the unity of faith, so that soon there will be but one flock, one shepherd. Grant, O Lord, to the church assurance of freedom, immunity from harm. Give tranquility of order to all nations. Make the earth resound from pole to pole with one cry. Praise to the divine heart that wrought our salvation. To it be glory and honor forever. Amen. Your thoughts, Jess. Amen. Well, Christ is not a president. Christ is not a senator. Christ is not a governor. He's not a congressman. He's not a mayor. He's not the sheriff. He's not the chief of police. (laughs) All those people can terminate. They can retire. They can resign. They can get recalled. They can get fired. Jesus Christ cannot get fired. He is the king of ages. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And the Bible says that his kingdom will last forever. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ wears a crown. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ sits on a throne. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ holds a scepter in his right hand. And the Bible says that Jesus has an army of angels. And the Bible says that Jesus comes back and rides on a white horse. That's my king. I hope he's your king. And he's coming back. And let's make sure that we're ready. Let's, sure that ma- let's make sure we live and die in a state of grace to receive our King. All I can say is amen, amen, I say unto you, Jesse. Well said. Folks, I want to uh, remind you that the Bishop Strickland Hour is going to expand to the first of the year to a couple days a week. So thank you for supporting us on that. Jess, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sins. Become holy or die trying. I don't care if you're five or 105. Make sure you pursue a life of holiness. Amen. And don't forget our lady said souls are going to help because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Will you make those sacrifices? Please do. God love you and your family. Thanks for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Oh, I've still got 10 seconds. I see it now. Thanks again. And may God richly bless you. Thanks for supporting us here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God bless you.